A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. On episode 56 of Confessions of a Marketer, we're talking short attention span marketing. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. I've got Cahill Pule in to chat about marketing in the attention economy. We'll get to that chat in just a moment. Coming soon, we have Chris Clegg of Portma in to chat about creating stronger marketing with data. Tisha Miller of iCrossing will be here to talk about the intersection of technology and marketing. And Ben Afia will be back here to share his language manifesto. Lots more in store. I want to invite you to have a listen to my other venture, the innovation podcast, The iPod, with Garnett Harriman. Lots of fun stuff happening over there. Head over to the innovationpodcast.co to tune in. Okay, Cahill Pule joined me recently to discuss the attention economy. He thinks that's nearing an end, and we're moving to, as he puts it, the viz economy. We're inundated with information, messages flying at us every minute of every day. And that's just not sustainable. So how should marketers deal with it? We get to that in part one of my chat with Cahill. So let's get to it. Cahill, welcome to Confessions of a Marketer. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be on the podcast. So tell me about the attention economy, which you say is dying. What's happening and what's next? That's a great question. I think everyone can realize or, or you've experienced the just overwhelming amount of information that we're inundated with on a daily basis, right? There's hundreds of thousands of tweets, thousands of Facebook posts, YouTube videos, ads, you know, Facebook posts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so the idea of the attention economy, you know, a few years ago was, hey, if you can grab someone's attention, now you can all of, all of a sudden really communicate with that person and potentially bring them down your funnel and sell them, right? Yeah. And so what I think is happening is that that is really becoming overwhelmed with with information. And so it's no longer can you just throw out a great tweet or a great post and capture someone's attention because there's too many of them. Now what's happening is you need to really have a very solid story behind what you're talking about to really cut through the attention and connect with people who really identify with your vision of the world. So in what you term the viz economy, attention becomes irrelevant. So how does that work and how can marketers put your ideas into practice? So the viz economy, the idea of this is that when your vision of your industry or the world or your, the way you believe things should go, when that connects with your ideal 
target customer, that creates economic value. And so that's what the viz economy is. The vision plus your customer creating economic value. And so how it works is, I'll, I'll best explain it from an example. If we look at the last election that happened, right? Regardless of what you think the election outcome, whether it was good or bad, Cambridge Analytica, the company who leveraged Facebook insights and Facebook data, they really got the Viz economy right. So what they did is they said, hey, we're going to share a lot of content that we think identifies with the way you believe the world is going. Mm -hmm. And that will create movement. It will create uh, it will create a, an outcome that we want, aka voting. And they leverage that with fantastic results. Some say, and you know, we, we're looking at this right now, they're looking into voter manipulation, et cetera. But really, it's, it's the Viz economy. They shared their vision of the world with people who they thought were also going to have that same vision. And it really created a massive amount of impact. And so how marketers can do this now is you've really got to go back to your why. And I don't know if if any any of the listeners have seen Simon Sinek's TED Talk, yeah. but this is another fantastic example. His TED Talk started at a TEDx event. So that's one of the smaller TED Talks in, in a very like no-name city. It was not even listed on any of the top TED Talks ever. It is now the number three TED Talk ever, simply because people who have watched it believe the things that he's talking about. They believe in his vision and they watch it over and over and over. This is the same kind of thing that marketers need to do. We need to get back to that. Why are you doing what you're doing? And what is the vision that you see of the world or of your industry? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's really kind of about understanding your audience, isn't it? I think it goes a level deeper than that. Yeah. Because under, understanding your audience, you can do with Facebook analytics, you can do with keyword analytics, you can do with, you know, trends and timelines and, and, you know, when, when is it better to send out an email for your audience at 7am or 4pm? You know, th that's understanding your audience. But I think connecting with their core vision of how finances should be or what the consumer package good industry should look like or what fitness should really look like. That's a deeper understanding. So how do you get to that understanding? I think the first thing you've really got to do is look at your, why are you doing what you're doing? Whether that's selling a product or selling a service, you've got to look at the reasons why you're really pushing forward on it. And it, and it does not come down to features. It's not benefits. It's not that you have a better price or you, you have a better product or a better onboarding process. That's not it at all. There's an underlying reason, some type of deep, problem that you're trying to solve or some type of you know result that you're trying to see the industry move forward to you, you've really got to get to that first and I feel like some companies have it and I can give a couple examples in a minute but um, not not everyone has really gone after that core understanding yet if you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. And there is a, you know, there is kind of a fine line between 
knowing your customer and exploiting the data and really exploiting the data, maybe like the way Cambridge Analytica did. Absolutely. And, you know, Cambridge Analytica, I think, is is just a very relevant example because they did it for nefarious purposes. Yeah. However, the, the kind of proof is in the pudding. They really understood that we don't even have to tell you to go and vote. We, we don't have to do that at all. All we have to do is if we know or understand that you believe, let's say, immigration is bad, all we have to do is keep on feeding that narrative with more and more extreme cases that show you that, well, we also believe that immigration is bad. And all of a sudden, you're going to start following us. You're going to start sharing those articles. You're going to start marketing for us. And you're going to start taking action. And you know, that's a very powerful thing to understand. And again, they, they did it for nefarious purposes, but, you know, we can do that for good purposes. And, you know, an example is uh, Nike or Nike, depending on how you say it. They've really, really been strong with their leveraging the Viz economy. They've constantly shared this idea that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter your circumstances. And I'm getting you know goosebumps and shivers as I say this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. All you need to do is take the first step. All you need to do is try. You just need to do it. And they've consistently spread that message. And again, whether you believe in what he did or not, whether it's from the Copernic taking the, the knee yeah. in the NFL, or whether it's Serena Williams wearing her cat suit, Regardless of whether you believe whether they should have done it or not, they've stuck to their vision. And by the way, it's resulted in massive amounts of sales for them. I, th- I believe the number is over the couple months after that Copernic ad was released, they had an all-time high in, st- in their stock price yeah. and billions of dollars of product was sold. That's huge. They, they weren't saying, hey, buy our shoes. They were saying, hey, this is what we believe in. We believe that, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, and they consistently do this. You know, you, you can't fake that. It's something that has to come from the heart. 100%. And, and this is why when marketers are looking at, okay, well, how can I actually leverage the Viz economy? The first thing you need to do, and, and I would definitely recommend you watch Simon Sinek's talk on how great leaders inspire. But the first thing you need to do is really figure out your why. Yeah. Like why are you offering your product or your service? Like, what is the underlying reason? And what do you believe the industry should look like? And when you can talk to that point, that's when you start to share your vision. And that's what starts to drive that economic value. That's exactly what Nike does yeah. or Nike. Hey, Hill, for being here. We're back next time to finish our discussion as we delve into data, what marketers can do to remain relevant, and some trends that Cahill is watching. So come back next time. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global Inc., and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You've never tried to eyeball six feet as often as you do now. You wear a mask, you wash your hands, and you've stayed within the walls of your apartment for more hours than you care to add up. But unless you live in a smoke-free building, you're not exactly home free. 
Secondhand smoke drifting through the cracks in walls or sink drains carries toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. And right now, lung health is key. Go to tobaccofreeca.com to learn how to stay safe.